0: Secrets to Real Estate Investing, episode 121. Welcome to the Secrets of Real Estate Investing show, where you'll learn powerful strategies from top
1: experts to take your investments to the next level. Here's your host and expert real estate investor, Holly McCann.
0: Hey everyone, welcome to another exciting episode of Secrets to Real Estate Investing. We have with us today a gentleman from Austin, Texas, who has some really great advice for us about working on your business not just in your business and how to really take leverage to a whole new level. I'm really excited for him to share some of his knowledge and wisdom today. So at that, welcome to the show Dan Schwartz.
1: Thank you for having me Hard Hat Holly.
0: <laughs> well, I'm so glad you could come and share some of your long hard earned wisdom that um, many of us that have been around a while have earned and learned. And you're going to share it with our listeners today. So why don't you give our listeners a little bit of background about where you came from and how you got into this world of real estate investing?
1: Sure. So I'm most notably known for running Investor Fuse, which is a lead management platform that helps investors scale and automate. And I got into this business as a wholesaler, cutting my teeth in Baltimore, Maryland, Got into it back in 2010, which is when I graduated. Didn't want to get a job. Too stubborn to work for anyone. So I went to a rich dad, poor dad convention and discovered wholesaling and just kind of figured it out on my own. Got a business partner and then learned the ins and outs of the business from there, as well as some of the challenges of the business that needed technology to support it. That's kind of the short story, what got me obsessed with systems and technology and Leveraging team and automation to free up more time was while I was doing deals. I was also touring full time as a musician in a popular nationally touring act. And that caused me to become obsessed with systems. Like how do I scale a business when I'm never home, always on the road. And I kind of leaned into systems and creating a, a business that I can work on and then have my team work in and still create revenue. And that is what I teach and help investors do now.
0: I love it. Um, so Necessity developed some great tools for you, or you developed mm. great tools from that. Reminds me of the 4-Hour Workweek book um, mm. with Tim Ferriss, who's like, okay, how do I get more done with less of my time? Sounds like that's exactly what you did.
1: <laughs> so, uh, 100%, that's one of my inspirations, that book.
0: Quick side note, quick side question, what do you play? Um, Drums. Drums, fun, yeah, I love it, okay, and do you still play the drums?
1: I do, yeah, I have a, a little music set up in my guest house here in Austin, and I still have it, have it in me, but couldn't do it full-time, I wanted to become a, you know, a full-time entrepreneur in control of my time and, and lifestyle instead. There's still, the band's actually still playing, if you want to check them out, they're called Pigeons Playing Ping-Pong.
0: Oh, that is a fun um, band Can't name. miss
1: them, Yeah. <laughs>
0: Very cool. Noted. All right. So why don't you tell us about your very first deal?
1: Yeah. So the first deal, it, it was pretty funny. So first deal was in Baltimore, Maryland. And the only piece of advice we were working on, I was working with a friend that I saw one of his YouTube videos that he'd done a, done a deal before. So I kind of call, called him up. He was similar in age to me and no one else was doing this. So we met up and said, okay, let's, how do we scale this? So we met up, and, and then a couple of days later in his basement, we decided that. Well, how do you get a deal? Well, you have to send out offers, right? That's the first step, is you need to send offers. So what we did is we faxed letters of intent. We used his mom's fax machine, and we faxed letters of intent to like a hundred deals on the MLS. And we look for like the fixer-upper deals kind of fixer-upper deals and we just faxed these letter of intent with like low ball offers and lo and behold one of the buyers agents or one of the sellers agents was desperate enough to to consider that offer and we put it together and I think we got under contract for uh, let's say 40,000 and but the thing is we didn't have any buyers <laughs> So, you got to get the
0: deal first anyway. So you were doing it in the right order. I and think. we
1: were so naive that we took the contract to the title's office. Like we drove over to the title company uh, and gave them the contract. And they were just like, do you have an assignment? Do you, what's, we were just like, oh yeah, no, we have to, I guess we have to get that now. So like we were just complete newbies, but we took action and we just made offers. Right. Love it. And uh, to find the buyer, we Called up some Craigslist postings because we knew that the wholesalers advertising on Craigslist probably had a buyer's list, and we ended up ended up meeting who is now a really good friend of both of us still to this day, Terry Royce out of Baltimore, and he helped us sell that first deal, and you know we made thirty five hundred bucks, but it was uh, it gave it gave us the belief that this could be done. And we were you know twenty two years old at the time using a fax machine, so <laughs> if we could do it, you can do it. <laughs>
0: I love it. And some people might be young enough, they're like, what's a fax machine? Yeah. So yeah, they're not commonly used anymore. Except in I think doctors' offices and maybe lawyers use them because they're like the last secure way you can send things, unlike mm-hmm. you get hacked. So it,
1: it actually might be a benefit that no one's using it anymore. Because yeah. every brokerage office still has a fax machine.
0: That's true. Or so, people have e-faxes. There is a fax number for almost every um, right. brokerage out there. Yeah.
1: So if you fax Good them point. something and it prints out, they're not not going to look at it.
0: Right. They got to look at it. <laughs> they look at it. Like, so, what's this? Dan's a- sending us an LOI. What, what does he want to buy? <laughs> yeah. I love it. Okay. So that was your first deal and it went well and it gave you that belief and confidence that yes, this is possible. Yes, you can make money. That's awesome. Maybe you can give us like a little bit of story of like where you went from there.
1: Yeah. So that was an REO deal. This is 2011. This is when REOs were a big, hot, hot ticket. Yeah. So for 2010, late 2010, early 2011, and we kind of took that and just kept unraveling that and ended up just going all in on REOs actually can't really do that these days, but essentially back then you could just write a bunch of offers on the MLS and we found some buyers agents that had the ability to write offers at scale. So we would just make a list of all the deals we liked. We'd give him a number, we email it over, and then he would just make the offers and it would just come back accepted. And then we would flip it. It was just kind of that easy. It's not that that way anymore. Once that dried up, we used our profits and learned how to do direct to seller marketing, which is still, uh, to this day, a necessary skill. And we got good at that.
0: Mm, Okay, interesting. (laughs) Um, Why don't you tell us about your best
1: deal you ever did? There was one deal that the speed that it happened made it the best deal ever. So we, it was a driving for dollars deal. It was the house next door to an REO that we had under contracts, just burned down. So <laughs> the house was just like burnt to a crisp, still kind of smoking a little bit. <laughs> and we researched the owner on whitepages.com, called the owner on whitepages, the, the number that was on whitepages and sure enough, the guy answered. This was like pre-skip tracing madness days. Wow. And the guy answered and he said, you know, with perfect timing. The insurance check just came in. You can just have the house. Just do whatever you want with the house. So we paid him $500 for the house, um, basically for, like for the land. Right. And then same day, called, our, called one of our buyers and sold it for like seventeen five.
0: Oh, sweet.
1: Same day. It was all sweet. happened within like 45 minutes.
0: Okay, yeah, that's probably the best deal I've ever heard. Yeah, so like almost no money, five hundred bucks, and probably was none of your own money if you did it in forty-five minutes. You probably didn't even have to outlay an earnest money deposit or anything. Sweet.
1: The timing of it was just perfect because he just got his insurance check that you know recouped the all the cost of the whole house, and uh, just wanted to get it off his hands.
0: Nice being in the right place at the right time. Yeah, And the
1: guy that flipped it, you know, made. Probably 50 grand. He got a great deal at 17.5. Yeah. ARB was 880K.
0: Cool. Well, why don't we move into talking about like, um, you've obviously learned a lot about automation and leverage. So, what are the crucial things to automate in yeah. a business?
1: So, one thing to note is in order to truly compete in 2019, you need to have the best operations. You just have to have systems and processes. Mm-hmm. The guy that has the better follow-up system is going to beat you if you do not have a follow-up or if you're doing things willy-nilly. Yeah. You, can't, you can no longer just do stuff willy-nilly. You can't just pick the low-hanging fruit. You need to have an operation that is automatic and predictable. Otherwise, you're not going to, to make it through this shift that's happening. Yeah. So we go all in on follow-up and this is something that i'm sure comes up a lot on your podcast but thing about follow-up is you can talk about it all day but until you make money from follow-up you're not going to truly understand the value of it Mm -hmm. so i'm going to tell you this and if you don't put this into practice and actually realize how much money you can make from this it's not going to mean anything so kind of try to imagine what it would be like to have these two things in place so the two automations that i i think literally bring you the majority of your revenue are going to be uh, text notification when a new lead comes in. That's the first one. And the reason why is because there is hard stats that if you call your lead back within five minutes, your chance of closing that deal goes up 90%. Wow. And that stat is a little dated. It's probably less than that now since people have such short attention spans. Right. So the ability to call your sellers back within five minutes and having it that automatic notification coming to your phone or whoever is responsible for making that first point of contact mm-hmm. will make you an you know it'll increase your chance of doing the deal 90%. So gotta have that in place. Make sure your system, whatever you're using, if you're using investor fees, whatever tool you're using, has that in place. Uh the second thing is automated follow-up sequences. So we're talking about what do you do for cold leads that didn't say no? They didn't say yes. And they didn't tell you to screw off. These are people that own a house. Maybe they're on a, they're on a distressed list. So there's some, some kind of distress but they're just not quite ready to sell yet. And this is going to be the majority of people you talk to, right? Not everybody needs to sell the house the moment that they're talking to you on the phone. So you need to have some sort of automation in place to keep them nurtured, to keep them engaged and to get them to contact you as often as possible and build that relationship. So you need to have an automated follow-up sequence in place and it needs to in 2019, it needs to include email. It needs to include text message. It needs to include voicemail. It needs to be a reminder to call the person physically and leave a message. All of these things need to be in place. Otherwise the person's going to, going to respond to the other guy that has all this stuff going. So you need a multi-touch autoresponder to truly make money from those cold leads. Can you make money by just doing the low hanging fruit hot leads? Of course, but If you want to make 90% more money, you need to have this automation in place. Because what happens is these sellers will contact you back. If it looks like a personal message, if it looks like it's you, you, you know, and you're a professional and you have answers and you have solutions and you ask them like, Hey, if we made you an offer today, all cash, you know, would you take this? If we close in seven days, call us right now, we can work something out. If not, maybe we can do something else. We can offer terms, we can do subject to whatever. Just get them to contact you. Uh, if you do that, you will make money from follow up, and all you needed to do is just click on one button to put them into this sequence. Um, so make sure to you're, you're using an automation tool or a CRM like an investor fuse that has that sequence uh, built in. And that's actually the thing the ignition uh, template that you are graciously going to give your listeners?
0: Well, why don't we just talk about that right now since you brought it up. So yeah, listeners, our free download for this week, courtesy of Dan, is going to be the Seller Ignition Template. I'm going to have him talk about that a little bit, but um, why don't you talk about it first and then I'll tell him where to get it. So go ahead and tell him what the Seller Ignition yeah.
1: is. So it's a year of follow-up messages.
0: What? A whole year?
1: A whole year. <laughs> professionally written, copywritten messages that are personalized and sound like you and include links to PDF documents, credibility kit, how to work with investors. It's everything you need to do what I just told you to automatically nurture cold leads. You just need to put them into whatever system you're using, but you can just copy and swipe all those messages. I include text messages and emails Uh, over, it's like 381 days worth of messages. So I'm just gonna give that to you.
0: That's amazing because, yeah, a lot of people are like, I don't know what to say. Do I keep saying the same thing over and over? So you've taken that guesswork out. And I imagine your messages are tried and true and are working and bringing things in. Yep,
1: yep. Yep. We've we've used it and tried it across hundreds of different companies.
0: Yeah, so listeners, in order to get that, you're going to go to hardhatholly.com forward slash 121 because we're show number 121. You can also get it by going... On your phone, opening your text app and texting me to 38470. That's 38470. You're going to text hard hat with no spaces in between it, hard hat to 38470. And we'll send you back a link to get this download. And I will notify you every week on that text when we get um, a new podcast up. So you'll get once a week text from there in case you're wondering about that. But Dan, let's keep going here and talking. Um, And more depth, since you're so experienced about all of these great items, because I'm not a wholesaler and I don't do direct marketing. So Mm. I love having you on here. I mean, I just get my deals from wholesalers and from realtors as Mm. a fix and flip renovator. I'm not doing the big scale that you are. So I'm glad you're here to talk about all this. So what does it take to compete and how do you compete in a market where everyone's kind of doing the same marketing. I mean, I get the marketing all the time on my rental houses. Oh yeah, It's so funny when it's like my friends like, oh, hi, Doug. Oh, hi. You know, I know who they are. It's, it's fun to see. But how do you stand out or how do you compete?
1: Yeah. The barrier to entry to get a deal or a lead now is so low. Like anyone with a couple dollars can pull a probate lead and get the phone number of the inherited person. Like it's just insane how easy it is. Right. There's all these tools and, and automations that make that super easy now. So when the playing field is level, how do you compete? Well, first of all, you got to have a follow-up system in place, right? So you need to be able to convert more of those leads into deals. You need to be able to convert more of those leads than the other guy in your market.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so having a, a process for handling your leads, for converting the lead, for going on the appointment, for being a negotiator, all of the soft skills involved with actually acquisitions and doing a deal. Is it, it's imperative for you to train your team and become an expert at all that. Due diligence, what call system do you use? All of the things involved with lead conversion. Mm-hmm. This is kind of what I, we coach our members on how to be experts at this stuff. So that, that's the first thing. But from a marketing perspective, you have to think about if it's a level playing field, what are the things that people aren't willing to do because it's hard or it's expensive? Let's focus on that and then scale that. So if every, if it's the, let's say the easiest thing to do is sign up for like Zillow leads and just get leads automatically. So that's the easiest thing. You just pay money and you get leads. The hardest thing would be like door knocking, right? Cause you have to pull the list. You have to create the route that you're going to go. You actually have to have the cojones to do the actual door knocking. You have to systemize all that. You need to hire people to do that. And then you just scale that. Well, that's. If you can do that, like, and scale it, you're going to get more deals than the next guy. That's just how it is. And you can mark my words. I believe in 2020, there's going to be, like, door-knocking gurus coming out of the woodwork left and right. Okay. Here's my new door-knocking app. Here's the new door-knocking master class course. Get this new – there's going to be companies that do it for you. Guarantee it. Because this is what you need to do to compete. You need to do the stuff that's hard and that's expensive. So – you, that's sort of the both ends of the spectrum. So you need to find your sweet spot along that spectrum. So another thing would be um, driving for dollars and then cold calling the leads that you get. So anything that involves physical work as opposed to just like pulling a list online is going to be inherently harder to perform and it's going to get you deals that other people aren't accessing. So if you can drive for dollars at scale and hire people to do it for you, come up with a driving for dollars skip trace list and then cold call the owners of those leads that you found that no one else has found yet or is on any list. Hopefully then you're going to get those deals and you need to figure out how to systemize that and then scale it bigger than the next guy and before the next guy in your market. That's really, that's really all it takes. You just need to think what is harder and more expensive and how can I go all in on that? Um, obviously you go on on that, but you also can do the stuff. That's tried and true. You can do your direct mail. You can do your Facebook ads, you can do your, um, voicemail drops and all that. But again, you got to realize you're competing in a very red ocean as it were a very competitive space. Um, I do have a resource I can share that helps people scale their driving for dollars. And actually give people the ability to cold call those leads. If you want me to share that as well. Of
0: course. Yes. Sure um,
1: so we have a, a separate kind of side app called SendFuse. It's a, it's a marketing bot where you can type in an address and it just researches the owner and sends them mail.
0: Oh, cool.
1: So you're in front of a house, send mail to one, two, three main street. It does all the address checks make sure it's a, a vacant property or absentee owner. And then it sends mail. Well, we also just released something called Target. I actually haven't, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this uh, publicly, but if people are interested and want to try Target out, they can send me an email or go through you or something. We can figure that out, probably put it in the show notes. But there's a system called Target where you can type in an address and say cold call 123 Main Street. We have a team that will skip trace that address, call the owner and qualify them up to three times. They'll try to make contacts. And then they'll send that lead into your, system if it's once they make contact so imagine scaling that up like hiring a bunch of people to just find vacant looking properties sending these over to our team they're going to skip trace they're going to cold call up to three times and then you won't ever even have to look at it until they made contact and collected the information and vetted the opportunity that's the type of stuff you need to leverage in order to like crush it
0: yeah very very good um, yes. I was like trying to hold my laughter in because I got a um, text or a call from someone a week or so ago that was driving for dollars and it's like, Holly, I found this house and I think you're the owner. <laughs> like, yes, I am. He's like, well, it looked boarded up. So I pulled it up on <laughs> my driving for dollars. Yeah, the front is boarded. The back is getting an addition on it. So the front is supposed to look not that exciting. But I'm like, well, good for you. You're out there driving for dollars. And yep. he found me. It was funny. <laughs>
1: If you have money, you can just hire someone to do all this for you, right? That's the thing. You're either going to be spending money or time. If you don't have money, spend time and you can get you can get deals, you know, by putting your boots on the ground.
0: Absolutely. And I think it's fine too if you see a house that is under renovation that's stalled out. There's plenty of investors that mm. run out of money or something happens, they got a death in their family and they want to sell. Because you know, like, there's plenty of opportunities where there's um, rehabs or renovations that, don't finish it. need to get sold again. So 100%. don't be afraid to call on those. Yeah. Hey, um, why don't you tell us about, I know most people can't see this, but those watching on YouTube can. Your shirt that says 80-20, 80 slash 20. What is that about?
1: That's, 80-20 is the rule of life. <laughs> so the 80-20 principle means that there's a small slice of what you do every day that produces the a disproportionate amount of your results. Yes. So there's a, only a small amount of things. There's 20% of activities that produce 80% of the results. The 80-20 principle, you can find it in all elements of life from wealth distribution to your actual daily productivity. Like if you actually think about your, your day and your work, what is actually bringing you the majority of your, of your results? And, and if, you, if you can develop an awareness around that and go all in, on the 20%, you have an exponential increase in revenue and time and freedom. And so naturally I am very motivated by freedom and independence and, and business. This is like the perfect, uh, principle for me. And we've baked this into all of our trainings and our software. And it's what we encourage people to, to think of what are the 20% of your real estate investing activities that create 80% of your results. And just off the top of my head, I can list some out for you.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: So you have to think of it in dollars per hour. What are the, what are the highest dollar per hour activities? And when you, when you make this list, you end up with a list of stuff that is really just working on your business instead of in your business. Mm -hmm. You have stuff like marketing strategy, hiring amazing team members, recruiting, amazing team members. Going after you know the higher end deals, uh, or you know talking to the hot deals that you might not want to sacrifice someone else. Going after, I actually have a whole 80/20 chart that I, I'll, I'll send you this. You can put it in the show notes as well. There's an 80/20 chart that actually separates out your real estate investing activities in dollar per hours. Um, let me pull it up real quick and I'll read it. Out.
0: I love that. Yes, because yeah. at the beginning. We all think we have to do everything ourselves till we start to figure out that you can get mm-hmm. other people to do some of them.
1: Designing systems to automate, delegate, and eliminate non-essential tasks, educating yourself, exercising, you know, maintaining high energy levels. Because if you don't do that, then what good is your business or leading your team? Um, investing in passive income with, with your profits so you have that stability of income. Evaluating your KPIs. And improving your KPIs, right? Looking at K- your dashboard.
0: You gotta say what KPIs are for those people that uh, may not know yes. what's a KPI.
1: Oh man, so yes, KPIs are key performance indicators. It's basically you measure the results of your business in order to know what's working and what's not. So key performance indicators. Um, systems like Investor Fuse will show you all of your KPIs for you know how many leads came in from what marketing campaign, how many. Are you pursuing right now? How many are under contracts? What is the cost per opportunity? What is the cost per appointment? And then finally, what is the cost per contract? Like how much do you have to spend to get a deal on the contract? In order to actually improve all of those, you need to track them. And that's the point of KPIs. So making sure you have KPIs is in itself an 80-20 thing to focus on. And then at the lower end of the spectrum, you have stuff like cold calling, right? Like posting properties on to a website, uh, Editing or printing out contracts, skip tracing, browsing Craigslist, uh, doing like list research, swinging the hammer and doing the actual like construction work, like uh, those are sort of the lower end tasks that you should be eliminating because they don't help you scale your business, right? It's, It's working in your business, not on your business.
0: Very well said. Yeah, we'll include that with the show notes. Thank you for sending that over. Mm -hmm. And yeah, my husband is definitely guilty of just saying, I'm going to do that myself. I can fix this. I can change out that post. I'm not going to pay the termite company 600 bucks. But the way I see it is not only just um, someone could do it for a lower cost, but the risk if he gets hurt, like if you get hurt trying to do something on your own house or your own flip or or if you're a wholesaler, I don't know. I don't know what the risks are there, but definitely if you're a renovator, if you're a rehabber, there's a lot of risk. If you get hurt, that jeopardizes your whole ability to earn income, so Mm -hmm. definitely consider that, guys. Those of you that are thinking about, I'm gonna fix the whole house myself, your your brain is much more valuable than your body swinging the hammer and doing the work.
1: Even if someone is only 70% as good as you, you can have multiple people that are 70% as good as you working on multiple properties, Yep. Well, you can focus on managing that and scaling that operation. And eventually they're going to be 80%. And then eventually they'll get better and better and they'll be 90%. You really can't afford not to think that way if you want yeah. to truly own a business. Otherwise, you just have a job.
0: Yeah, for sure. And we're not in this to have another job. Correct. Well, um, tell us about the, the book that you're currently reading.
1: Yeah, yeah. We, we were chatting before. It's just, it just happens to be right next to me. It's a book called Radical Leap. And it's a leadership book that talks about how to cultivate love, energy, audacity, and proof in your leadership style. So it's a pretty entertaining book. I'm like 25% of the way through, but it's, it's actually kind of funny. There's some, some powerful anecdotes in there. And uh, if you are anxious about your leadership abilities or are trying to improve them, I, I recommend it. Radical Leadership, awesome. by Steve Farber.
0: Steve Farber, that was gonna be my next question, is who's the author? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, as we're um, winding down here, tell us a little more about um, you've you've kind of touched on it multiple times here, but what does Investor Fuse do and offer, and how do people learn more about either um, purchasing Investor Fuse or learning from you or yeah. how, they, how they do that?
1: Sure, Investor Fuse is a lead conversion system. It helps you turn your real estate leads into contracts. And everything in between so it doesn't help you generate the lead it just take it helps you take incoming leads and gives you a process a step-by-step process to turn them into contracts and you can do this at scale and you can plug your team members into it so they have a process to handle their leads too and we go all in on simplicity it isn't anything like any other lead system that you've seen before that's kind of complicated like like a podio type of thing which is what a lot of people use which is what our world used to be. And then we just created this new system, which is more like a, like a step-by-step process. It tells you how to execute your acquisitions. And it's what I wish I had when I was wholesaling full-time. And it is uh, amazing. And it helps you automate your follow-up. It helps you pursue your opportunities. It helps you dish out your leads to the right person on your team at the right time. And it just gives you an action-based framework to, to run your business every day. Works on your phone too. So, InvestorFuse.com is where you can learn about that and you can see our pricing. Right now, it's, it's 250 a month, $250 a month. And it's for scaling real estate investors. So, if you're just starting out and you're not spending money to generate leads, there's no point in spending money on a lead conversion system, right? So, it's, right. it's built for folks that are scaling up and want a way to plug team in and then have analytics so they can actually measure the results of of their team
0: awesome well thanks for telling us all about that investor yeah. so um is that the best way and then you talked about i mean can people coach with you and learn from you what's the opportunity there
1: um not direct coaching but i'm more than happy to answer questions if you if you want to email us just send an email to answers at investorfuse.com and either myself or one of my product specialists will help you out we can even give you a demo if you're interested in looking at the system but the website has all that stuff on it too
0: awesome yeah so listeners if you want to build a big wholesaling business this is definitely the way to go you've got to do that automation it's definitely going to be a great return on investment it's going to save you a ton and help you make more money which is and if you're a rehabber
1: and you want to do your own lead generation and acquisitions this works just the same
0: Perfect there too. Yep. I'll well anybody that's doing anything, at any kind of a scale, this is for you. For
1: Anyone sure. who's trying to put deals under contract.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you so much. This has been great. Um, mm-hmm. And I just want to remind people that they can get the seller ignition template at hardhatholly.com forward slash 121 or text to 38470, 38470, text hardhat with no space between it and we'll send you back the seller ignition template. So Dan, thank you so much for your time, and listeners, go definitely check out InvestorFuse.com. And what would be your final parting words of advice and encouragement to people that are just checking this out and haven't taken it big yet?
1: Always remember why you got into this in the first place. Every day, if you're feeling like you're struggling, like you're not getting ahead, like you're hitting a ceiling, Go back to why you got into that, this business in the first place. And chances are, it's not because you wanted to flip a house. It's not because you wanted to make a bunch of money. That is the surface level stuff, but there's something deeper. And if you can connect to that, it'll help you push through those, those, uh, those tough times. Because I'm telling you, there is such gold on the other end of struggle. And you just need to persist. Because if you give up, you fail. If you don't give up, you persist and you will eventually succeed.
0: Well said. Well, with that, thank you so much, Dan Schwartz. You've been awesome. Appreciate your time today and listeners get out there, take some action and make some great things happen.
1: Thanks for listening today. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review our show and let us know in your review what you'd like to hear more of for the show notes and free downloads for this
0: episode and all others go to hardhatholly.com.